0: Good evening. Welcome to Hawthorne. It'll be our pleasure to feed you. Tonight will be magical. Over the next few hours, you will ingest fat, salt, protein, and at times entire ecosystems. We're eating the ocean. We're eating the ocean. Are you crying? (laughs) It's just I find it all very moving. So it's okay that I'm not as into this as you are? Oh my god. You shouldn't be here tonight. You, my dear guests, are not the common man. Isn't that right? Is he gonna keep doing that? What happens inside this room is meaningless compared to what happens outside. We are but a frightened nanosecond. Nature is timeless. what the hell is going on? I love you
1: all. <laughs> we love you too, Jeff! Yeah. da 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 da
0: You sound insane. you realize that? Oh, yeah! The whole world got crazy! It is seriously crazy! It's showtime. That's
1: What is happening, Mam fam? It is the one-two punch, the B&B, Brian and Barton, <laughs> bread and butter, the pick and roll
0: for all podcast. What's going on, man? How are you? Um I'm good. I sound uh sound like hot I just ate, Yeah, I sound like I ate a whole bucket of gravel and then injected like heroin directly into my throat for 14 years, but otherwise, I'm I'm good. It's a, it's you
1: are, I life. think, one day behind me because I did not yeah. feel well two days ago, <laughs> up to two days ago, and then yesterday I felt uh-huh. great but sounded awful, and today I feel yeah. like I sound a little more normal and I feel fine. So <laughs> Yeah. You know, it gets better. You know, I we never should stop a, making know, it out, but
0: I know, I know. It's our fault. It's our fault, but we just we're both too irresistible. Um can't what are you gonna do? Yeah. No, like I you know, I never get sick, but this time of year I always it's like the combo of allergies plus basketball season where I'm you know, coaching and yelling a lot and, and cursing at children and everything. And I always lose my voice a couple of times during this year, but I'm n I am do not feel like I'm usually like sick mm-hmm. but yesterday. If I didn't have practice, I would have like, I took COVID tests. I did the whole nine yards. I was like, I feel like crap. I feel terrible. So, but, um, you know, I'm an adult, so I can't take a sick day. Right. That's the way this stuff works, but, no sick um, days. Yeah. On our watch. I feel much better than I sound. Um, if you're, if you're worried about me, man, man, if you're not, then screw you. I don't care. But, uh, yeah. And
1: no Kent this week. Kent is, is doing oh, the old God. Richard drive just across West Texas. <laughs> In the New Mexico. Yeah, just,
0: mm-hmm, the no. Nate Newton special.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, um, no, but it is a it's a hideous drive until it's pretty. So enjoy that one. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. So we are here um, to talk, talk a movie that I think has been a, um, a really interesting hit in the modern world like this. Mm-hmm. This did double its budget. It has kind of young stars, established actors. It had a streaming, you know, uh, tiered release. Um, These are the kind of, you know, everyone always says either kind of movies. A lot of people don't make anymore. There's the horror element where things still do well. Those are kind of exceptions to the rules. There's just enough of that to make it, um, you know, more of a theatrical experience, blah, blah, blah. So this is an interesting movie in, in 2022, 23 um and so i wanted to we wanted to talk about this this is not one um these are always fun when we we plan our calendar out for the year well why we right brian, brian plans our episodes out at the beginning of the year which is like very much a rough draft in pencil because who knows and then as we kind of start getting quarterly i would say we start really planning okay this looks like this is going to be a movie we do blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and every once in a while so you know, whatever, the the beginning of the year has maybe a 50% hit rate. And then once we get quarterly, it's like a 90% hit rate of, of actually doing those episodes. Mm-hmm. Um And this was one, I don't think really made either list and then just kind of suddenly makes 80 million bucks and everyone seems to like it. And it has a great mm-hmm. kind of meme presence and people are watching on streaming. And so it feels like even bigger hit than, than 80 million, I yeah. think too. Um So anyway, Long intro, but I just think it's an interesting movie, as opposed in, mm-hmm. in addition to the movie itself. This interesting kind of um, release and, and on yeah. demand and all that stuff. So, anyway, I want to talk about I, it with you and yeah. uh, let me know
0: what you think of the kind of the you know the mechanics of the movie before we get mm-hmm. into the movie itself. I think that, that this is like an example of how streaming can work, um, yeah. and a movie can still be a movie. And do and have some a theatrical run and all this kind of stuff, but that can benefit from streaming because you're totally right. Like it made a decent amount of money. A, well, let's start with this. It's a thirty million dollar budget. Right. Like that's this is key to all these conversations that we have. And if you're, you know, if you're, we haven't gotten too many complaints about it lately. So I think maybe people are kind of settling into this stuff. But we do. I mean, in the ten years of the show, we've talked about the the business of this quite a bit. But if you're tired of of hearing about that, because I know we've kind of hit on it a bunch lately. I mean. genuinely this comes from a place of like, we want movies to succeed Mm -hmm. and to be for this industry to be viable again and stuff. And so, um, anyway, I know we've talked about production budgets quite a bit, but this is the example of like what I think kind of what we've been saying is like, you can still do mid budget movies and, and movies for adults and stuff, but, but it has to be a mid budget. Like it has to start at a 20 to $40 million range. It can't, you can't spend $80 million on Babylon and then expect to get 80 million dollars again next time you know um so anyway good good budget and that makes it to where it can have um a solid theater run but I I genuinely think this benefited a lot from it hit hit HBO Max a couple of weeks ago and so you have that tiered release that you, that you talked about where if you wanted to get out and see this in theaters I think Lindsay and I saw this like I'm pretty sure we saw it over like Thanksgiving break or something mm-hmm. um a long time ago and then it had a nice little little bit of staying power you yep. know where it's like hey it only has 2 3 showings a day but it's it's staying in a lot of theaters and um and areas and then the HBO Max thing just kind of makes it take off it reminds me of like kind of the old days of Netflix where you would watch a show um like Breaking Bad, I think, is probably the greatest example of that. But but even something like The Americans, where you can watch it, and then oh the news that the season eight months later, whatever the season pops up on Netflix, and a whole new group of people watch it and say, well, that was really interesting. I'm going to make sure I tune in for that on you know season mm-hmm. two or season three or whatever. It, it it's kind of similar to that, and I think it shows like this is how this is how this can work if you'll a make a good movie. B, make a good movie on a decent budget and see then have like an actual plan of like kind of what to do with it you know
1: absolutely um it's it's certainly a uh yeah it's it's <laughs> it's one of those really interesting hits and I, it is intelligent it does show um I think some creativity you know there was like a, a theatrical window an on-demand window and then a mm-hmm. HBO mm-hmm. max window and that seems like the way I think you know as we talk about this more I I I know there's been some failures with the on-demand piece in terms of revenue generation as an add-on to, um, you know, okay, you have HBO Max, now you have to pay $20 for mm-hmm. this movie, too. I I, I do still wonder, I, I just think, I don't know if that's necessarily, um, you, you know an issue with on demand as much as like the mechanics of that and the Mm. tactical, how that works and what people feel about that and the way that markets. Okay. I already pay for the service. I, I do wonder like, um, you know, if you, if, if they could figure out a really seamless digital, I know these exist with like voodoo and some of these other, but Mm. a little more mass market that just was like, you know, the movie theater app and you just pay. Mm. I, I, as we've talked about, I, I think, um, especially with films like this, I do think that the industry or something, and they might have more data on this and I'm stupid, but I'm just speaking for us, but I, I do think they always think, well, people don't want to pay $30 mm-hmm. to go to the movies anymore. And I don't think it's the price as much as the experience. So, mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. a combination thereof. So Combo, yeah, yeah, I do think there is a world where, you know, you could offer if it was a really seamless, great experience, you know, these $15 one night, two night rentals of big movies mm-hmm. and and make a lot of money, of, especially at mm-hmm. this budget. Now you're not going to replace a two hundred million dollar movie with that, but like right. I think there's a world where forty dollar movies could exist, thirty million dollar movies could exist with that, you know, and they can't be every week, but a studio can make five of them a year and mm-hmm. promote them and mm-hmm. get you know make money on them. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I think that 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 market is there as well, and 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 you don't have to. You don't have the um, the overhead of like what it costs to make DVDs and Blu-rays, right? And, and you stuff don't have to pay the theater. Can...
1: I exactly. guess they don't really pay them that much anymore. They only make stuff yeah, on but concessions. There, but...
0: There's some value there, and I I, I too I'm starting to wonder too, uh, like I know we need to get into the movie, but I kind of start to think that like th- this one is maybe not a great example of, the, of what I'm about to say because this went to HBO Max and you know they're that that's in house. I, I kind of start to think that the the proliferation of the different streamers also hurts like the the actual bottom line because not only do you have to fund you can use the movies to to like promote your streaming service and like hey if you you know if you subscribe to hbo max you can watch the menu or whatever else and like here's the things that we provide but it's like this kind of cat and mouse game or, or like the cat chasing the tail i guess of like there's only so much stuff that you can afford to 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 make to produce, but you have to keep producing in order to make people want to subscribe to your streaming service. Mm. And so it's like this constant back and forth on this front, and I wonder if it just wouldn't be better to be like, we got the licensing fees from Netflix and that was awesome. Like that was way cooler than having to like right. like Paramount Plus is in a great shape because they have um because they have all of the, the Taylor Sheridan stuff, which is mm-hmm. huge, I guess. And then well, they kind of, they did. have
1: they, everything but Yellowstone, yeah, right? That's right. First which is run. so weird. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. It didn't,
0: they sold it to Peacock <laughs> right. before they exactly. existed,
1: but they, exactly. they have done a good job supplementing it with all these other shows.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. They have that. They have champions league. They have some, you know, they have some quality stuff. And guess what? The neat. app works.
1: It's yeah, actually it works easy to navigate. It's right. so, so, exactly.
0: so funny. <laughs> exactly. I've been
1: watching, <laughs> uh, I've been watching Sarah and I have this new routine now with the kid and stuff. And now that we're back working, so like we're up, and it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna. This is a weird thing about me. I just grew up. Like, I love a good, like, Good Morning America or one of those shows, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have cable and right now. So, like, I was like, oh, we have Paramount Plus. I think you can watch live, um, you know, CBS on there. So, I was like, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put the, the Gale King, you know, Nate Burleson, mm-hmm. whatever, on just kind of while we're getting ready, something. And mm-hmm. so, I did, but we've been watching that for like a week. Anyway, today or something they had like a, um, and it was super easy. You just go to live CBS, boom. And then, but today they had a couple stories in a row. I just was like, not feeling. So I was like, you know what? I saw a commercial that Peacock has the today show. So I'll, I'll try that. You know, I don't really have any mm-hmm. opinion. I like Gail King. I don't have any opinions on anyone else. So I like go on Peacock and it's just apparently it exists, but like 40 minutes of flipping through stuff, just impossible to find. Like, go to the mm-hmm. channels. Yeah. It's, like, not labeled right. This is like, yeah, great app. You guys have all this content and, like, the worst app I've ever, ever, like, the worst user experience ever. Like, nothing is searchable or browsable yeah. or anything. Anyway, sorry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no. But totally. Paramount Plus I mean, has a very well done, easy to navigate yeah. app that, yeah. that, you know, presents and curates
0: and also mm-hmm. you can watch mm-hmm. a football game on easily. So right. that's right. all you want. Yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. I, th- we need to get into the movie, but I just I wonder for some of these companies or, and these pro- these production studios, big and small, if if at the end of the day they figure out that like, hey, it's cool to have everything in house, but as long as we're doing that, we have to constantly be churning out more content, and maybe what's better for us is to supplement that missing DVD, Blu Ray money, and and just like get a chunk of change from Netflix or whoever survives the streaming wars right. you know and just like go that route instead of yeah. instead of making sure we have the rights to everything You're like right but is that actually is that actually making you money or is it actually well, costing you we money saw that long-term. kind of on a smaller
1: scale ironically with Peacock where you know WWE mm-hmm. was eons ahead with their app remember they were the first thing to go over the top you could watch all the pay-per-views plus no matter if you had cable or not, this is like 2011. This was like, wow, this is the future. Weirdly, they were way ahead of it. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. like four years ago, they were like, no, we're just going to sell it to Peacock. We don't want to manage this. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like the, and it's had great reviews, great users. It made them money, but it was just better to take that licensing money and just like give Mm it out on to Peacock, you know? So you're right. Right. Then does Peacock do that to Netflix or vice versa, you know, but that was like Mm -hmm. the weirdly, because that couldn't have been more in our terms, streets ahead. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember, like, I'm not even a huge wrestling guy, but I remember getting that app just because it seemed literally like the future in 2013. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, wait, it's all just on here on my Apple TV that I just bought? Like, it just has Mm -hmm. it? I don't have to, like... Because that was in the days of, like, HBO Go versus... HBO now
0: <laughs> remember all that stuff so stupid and so uh, stupid Ugh. and of <laughs> course company that has the best TV product <laughs> and cannot figure out the most basic part of it again
1: this. as it's I've so said before Triple
0: H should just run HBO just let. <laughs> uh, so stupid gosh oh my um,
1: anyway so yeah let's talk but anyway I, I think there's I, I know we talk about that a lot I, people say they like it but the, the we're in a really interesting place right now with what happens with all this stuff
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And how yeah. you monetize all this stuff, and as we know, you know it's it's not about this movie making its money back, but like what does it pay for the next movie, like right. this, etc. So, um, cool. All right, let's talk about the movie itself. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do Didn't it. Didn't care for it. No. <laughs> all right, that's all. No. Not enough Judith Light. Ray Fiennes. What's your deal? Yeah, you yeah. know what I always say: if you're going to use Judith Light, you use her. I've always said it. <laughs> No. Um no, um, you and I are big uh fine fine heads, fine heads. Fine 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 strong. Um <laughs> and uh it's just a really you know such a funny actor because interesting actor I think. Um I've been thinking about him a lot because I read uh I started reading the Thomas Harris like the Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs books mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And you know, think about the Red Dragon movie and you know, you think about you know uh, Schindler's list. And I guess, I guess. Um, oh shoot. Uh, what was the big Oscar movie? I'm just blanking. Not bridges of Madison County, but the other one, uh, English patient, English, English patient. Thank you. I was mm-hmm. like, Anthony Miguel English <laughs> patient? All those, yeah, I bet, but like he is someone that played mostly either creepy <laughs> or kind of downtrodden for like years. Mm-hmm. And then in his fifties was like, Oh, I'm the most charming actor that I can also do this. You know, we saw it with Budapest. We've seen it in a bunch of things, you know, Voldemort was kind of a great transition because as weird as it is, that character is creepy and stuff, but it has some verve to it. It's a very theatrical, big performance that I think opened up, um, not necessarily his range, but our perception of what he does in a, in a big way. So, um, and it's, he's the perfect actor to lead something like this because this character is sort of back and forth between enormously, um, over the top, interesting, and can't take your eyes off versus also very creepy and, and uh, sinister mm-hmm. and all the things you want there. So anyway, I want to talk about fines first as kind of our way into the
0: movie. I think he might be the best actor in the world. Yeah, <laughs> like, <it's laughs> pretty just, good. Um, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is awesome, and uh, Meryl Streep's awesome. Like I, All of the people that you hold up when you're like, this is the best actor in the world, they're all great, um, even Jai Courtney. But the... <laughs> That I don't know that anybody has his range. If I'm being honest, yeah. like I think that he is. He probably can't. No, he can. He definitely could do like a romantic comedy where he's the lead, charming. He's he's not like classically beautiful the way like George Clooney is or right. something or Brad Pitt or whatever. But like he's handsome. He is. Yeah, he's he's kind of an odd handsome, and he's a very charming guy, very charismatic. I don't know that there's. I don't know that there's a movie that he couldn't lead. I think that he's his range on that is, is incredible. And the, it's not just, I would even take it a step further and say, it's not just like, can he do that? Can he do comedy? Yes. Can he do creepy? Yes. Can he do like Oscar stuff? Obviously. Yes. You know, can he blend into obviously you know very gary oldmany in the way that he can kind of blend into a character mm-hmm. maybe not quite to the, to to oldman's level as like a chameleon but like he can do all of these things at a really really high <laughs> rate like just a really successful hit rate um and it's it's pretty amazing i mean he he you know i'm i'm looking through his like filmography just kind of as a reminder and it's like yeah like there's some crappy movies in here yeah He's never bad in a movie. and never. And more often than not, it'll be something like that, that Kingsman movie from last year, maybe the end of 2020. I can't mm-hmm. remember. All of it blends together now. Is a t- I thought was a terrible movie. And I was like, I'm going to give it an extra star because Rafe finds is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So even that. Um, Side note on uh, that. Yeah,
1: he's great. The he's name great. Ralph, the spelling that he has, right? <laughs> sp- it's pronounced Rafe. Can yeah. we just initial? Yeah. Can we just, as a society, just say we pronounce it Rafe now, and then we might get more people name this. It's a cool right. name. Rafe is a cool name. <laughs> yeah, but Rafe like is a cool Ralph name. is yeah. not. So let's just, just Ralph exactly. no longer exists, and <laughs> when we see that, it's it's Rafe forever. Because I would right. name I'm, would name my kid Rafe, but I didn't want to spend him his whole life going. It's actually not Ralph. It's, it's actually not Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not King Ralph. Yeah, uh,
0: the John Goodman movie, yeah. um, classic. Or it is maybe. um yeah, that be that might be funnier though. Yeah, we named him after after King Ralph, Why? or we make King yeah, Rafe, which is a shot for shot remake of King Ralph, but with Ray. <laughs> but he's just a different. Okay, I like it. I'm in. It's a very don't, um, don't give the good ideas away on the main feed. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Gus Van anyway, Sands, No, King Rafe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, Ray Fiennes is incredible, and uh, this is like a great. This is a great use of his. Very rare, 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 Rare and weird combination of charisma and terror that he that he brings to the screen, um, so well. So yeah, this this was. I didn't know anything about this movie. You mentioned like, you know, I do the schedule, all that kind of stuff. Had no idea that this was coming until maybe a month or two out. Saw a trailer and I was like, I can't decide if I'm going to be too creeped out by this or if it's going to be awesome, you know. Um, but once I. Uh, once I got a kind of vibe of like, yeah, there's horror elements, but it's not going to be like a Eli, Eli Roth movie or something. Then, um, then I was in. and I was really excited to to go see it, and uh, and it and it paid off really well. And and in large part because of because of the cast, because of Ray Fines mm-hmm. and and, uh, and the rest and the younger cast that that joins him. Yeah. So on
1: that note, um, as we as we talk about the rest of this, this is a really cool. So you know, the the kind of interesting thing about this is. Uh, this was originally an Alexander Payne movie, which is bizarre. I think mm. um I don't know. I'd be interested to see this has such a uh propulsive kind of almost thriller element to it in the not necessarily in the front of the movie, but certainly like in the in the baseline of the movie. Um I, I've never seen Payne really do much like that. It'd be interesting, whatever. Uh but Mylod who's done Mark Mylod who's done films and a ton of episodes of succession and stuff like that. This is also a McKay Farrell, one of their last, I think, co produced movies is as part of that um, succession team, the whole team that brought succession and all that. So this has that kind of um, rhythm to it, you know, the way I think it's got a lot of the same, similar cinematography as like a, of a a prestige television show in that way. So I think it really worked all coming together in terms of the filmmaking and the writing. Um, It's really, it was a blacklist script. um, I think so that, you know, this is one that I think um, a lot of directors would Mm -hmm. like to work with, but I, I think, not going necessarily, um, you know, a list with the director was, I think they made the right choices. I thought it really well directed movie and it really puts you in the setting and you feel removed and scared and entertained and all that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I i did not know, I didn't know the McKay Farrell thing until uh, the, I get probably the pre credits when you see the, the, um, production companies and stuff. I was like, Oh, okay. That's weird. Um, Didn't know any of that, so that wasn't expected. But yeah, no, I think I think that it's a look. We all love prestige directors and all that stuff. It's really cool, but like, we also at the same time, like, it's cool to see somebody new getting a chance to make something and to have to go into a movie not totally knowing what to expect stylistically and um, with like director trademarks and like, oh, this will probably be this way because. This is Tarantino or Spielberg right. or, or, or right, Sk- right. Scorsese or, you know, whatever else. Like, it's – I love – again, love prestige directors. Totally mm-hmm. in on, all, on on most of these people. But, like, it's cool to kind of – to see something that um, that works out as well as this does, yeah. too. And that's part of it. It's a little bit of, hey, it works, so we like this. If it didn't work, then we'd say, hey, how come somebody think, else didn't this? I think that's this, a really interesting thing, I like it, yeah.
1: I think you bring up a great point. I just want to hammer that. Like, there is something about watching – you know, a Spielberg or a Scorsese or whatever PTA or a name brand director. And you're watching it through the mm-hmm. lens of I'm watching this, you know, you're not, I don't know yeah. if I necessarily get as lost in those movies. If I know the context sure. to the career of, okay, the fable means means this to Spielberg's career. This is his uh-huh. sort of uh-huh. capstone course at the end of his career. And so, okay, I'm watching the whole thing through that lens almost academically. Sure. Whereas this I'm like, cool. I don't even know who directed this, you know, right. I'm just going to be in it. Um. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I don't know if we've talked about that before. It's almost a detriment in some ways if you look at it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a different thing. Um. There's also two. This is very inside baseball, but there. I again, I saw this movie closer to two months ago than, than not, and did not know that we were going to do an episode on it on, at the time. And and I, I don't know. Some people, maybe people who are who are better critics than me, can like watch every movie the same way um but there's there's times when it's kind of nice to go into a movie not knowing all right I'm gonna need to be able to to semi intelligently critically talk about this movie um in a week or so and instead can just like well I just watch the movie and then I don't know I I I when we hey we're gonna do this episode then I just gotta go back and I think about it and I try and think critically not just did I have a good time mm-hmm. with it have both both thoughts did i have a good time with it and you know think about it a little bit crazy. so it's like a little bit different I, I i think it's i think my point is it's good for us to have a few movies like this in the in the review calendar every year that just kind of surprise us because it, it is i don't think we are at the point yet where we're like jaded by the entire industry and we actually hate movies and stuff like that that will come at some point i don't really feel like we're there no but it this kind of thing with a director i've never really heard of and you know most of his credits are Game of Thrones and succession yeah. and stuff like that um and a movie that I wasn't really anticipating one way or the other all this, I think it's good for mm-hmm. to have a, a few of those throughout the year it's just like an it just kind of keeps things fresh a little bit
1: totally and I think what it does is the the modern climate not to hammer back on this of like the high risk stakes <laughs> of theatrical release yeah is it makes you more mad when it's a waste of your time and it makes yeah, you more totally. thrilled when For it's sure. not when you go, Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. I went to the movies yeah. and I enjoyed myself <laughs> and everything yeah. worked out and I didn't know anything about it. And you go, which was a pretty common occurrence even six years mm-hmm. ago. But like mm-hmm. now yeah. that like feels you're like, it's almost an endorphin rush walking out. And, but then also, yeah, the downside of that is like, well, I left the house to sit there and watch right. the rest. Like, it may, whereas six years ago, yeah, I want a great movie. It's fine. You know, whatever. It's two hours. Right. Um, right. So, so, yeah, it does kind of operate in the extreme. So, uh, last thing I want to talk about in terms of the actors, the great supporting cast, um, you know, the people we haven't seen in a while. Like, I made the Jude Flight joke earlier. John <laughs> um, Hong Chao, Janet McTeer. But, yeah, uh, the kind of other co-leads of this, Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt. Um, you know, do you watch uh, The Great?
0: I don't. Okay. I don't like that, like if you're wearing um, yeah i know that's right but i think i know out. it's like the woods for me
1: no totally i think you <laughs> yeah. should though because it's okay as i i think i've told you it's written in modern vernacular uh-huh. in a way like it's spoofing it kind of so it is like a costume wig drama in um kind of victorian i guess russia but it's mm-hmm. not also it's very modern feeling so if you ever, i mean no but he's great in it he's so funny on that show that's like We were talking, I think, during the Emmys a couple years ago, maybe last year, about he was nominated with some like real heavy hitters in the comedy category. And I think you were were like, what? And I was like, no, he should. He might maybe (laughs) should win. Like, he's so funny on that show, Um, which is funny because he was kind of, you know, it's this kid actor who was great and about a boy and then became kind of just like a hunky, you know, seventh tier X man. Uh And then now he's, I think, carving out a really interesting niche in television and film and become a really interesting kind of leading actor. So, we'll talk about him first before we go
0: on Anya. Yeah, he's he's always good. Um, he's one of those guys that, like, for me, is not somebody that I'm, like, looking for... Man, I can't wait to yeah. see... <laughs> I can't wait to see the new Jai Courtney. You know, it's not that level. <laughs> so By the way, are we at that Jai Jai year Courtney yet? Jokes that, that, that
1: guy said he said a year, or maybe it was just vaguely in the future that kids would be I saying, "I am going to see the new Jai Courtney." Are we there yet? When's that year coming?
0: Um, I'm, I, I mean, if it's not here yet, then I am sure it's right around the corner. The re-r- um, sons R- <laughs> R- 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 There you go. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Um, <laughs> it's but it's 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 never like man. I am so pumped to see. Uh, to see Nicholas help. but then I watch I'm like, gosh, that guy's good, man. Yeah, like he's every really time, good. pretty much every time, I'm like, yeah, this is a really good dude, yeah. really good actor. That's so. what I'm
1: saying. It, but he, him and Fanning are both. El Fanning are so good on the Great.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, hers is kind of a just a standard, um, prestige television performance, but his is like it's like if like Will Forte played a Russian prince, <laughs> like it's so out there and funny, man. Nice. <laughs> like, um, nice. So.
0: He does this very yes. well. Like he he embodies the food douche. Yes. Just freaking perfectly. Yes. Which
1: is a a real thing.
0: Um <laughs> <Yes>. that
1: <laughs> Brian and I both love food. Yeah. But I don't I, I don't like to use the term foodie and I don't like <laughs> any of that stuff because I don't want to be aligned with these people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like I mean, there, <laughs> through my wife's work the I've had he started access talking. To this, yeah. Yeah, to restaurants yeah. like sec- this and it's like right, I right. hate
1: everyone in there including myself I just but it's delicious but it's like wow this is we've gone too far as a species if this is how we're preparing stuff.
0: Yeah. The second he started talking I you know my, I can like audibly rolling my eyes and stuff and just like oh my god this guy. Yeah. I can't wait for him to die, yeah. you know. Like I it just it's it's he uh he's very very good at the at this role for sure.
1: Absolutely. And then okay so Unytailor Joy um is like becoming a bit of a star. Like, I mean, obviously she's Mm -hmm. a famous person and she's young and beautiful and, and has an Instagram following out the wazoo and blah, blah, blah. But she's selling tickets. I think now, which is like, there's not very many people that do that. Yeah, She moves the needle in terms of commerce. You know, that's, that's how I, like, I always, we talk about this with the NBA. It's like, there's all stars and then there's superstars. And the difference (laughs) between superstars is if I don't care who's on your team, you make the playoffs. like, you're not if you're a superstar, you're never on a thirteen seed. Like ever. Right. And the way I judge moot quote unquote movie stars now is like, do I think now, especially young people, go see stuff because she's in it and not just like her, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. She um she is interesting looking. She's a she is a Yeah. Um she's unique. I don't I'm I'm I wanna be clear, I'm not making all of her. Acting talent just about her looks. That's not my, that's not our deal here. Um, on the air, off the air, obviously, it's what we talk about, but <laughs> yeah, um, mostly about Nicholas. No, Holt, she, ha- <laughs> she has a very unique look, yeah. and and it's a, it's in- she's very interesting, it's captivating looking, for sure. Then, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she, and then she has, she does movies and roles where she is usually, she plays interesting characters in interesting movies. She's done a great job so far of picking roles for mm-hmm. herself. Um, yeah. She has, like, a, like, I mean, like, you can't blame, New Mutants, you can't blame on her uh, at all. Yeah. Like, especially since she she probably made that in 2009 <laughs> or something, you know. Um, pretty much everything else she's done, good movie, bad movie, um, it's interesting. And she's working with interesting directors. And so, I mean, I, tons of credit just for being wise mm-hmm. on on what movies to, and to now Furiosa and I mean yeah exactly exactly um but she's I mean she's worked with some heavy hitters and in in that space that's like sort of art house and sort of big at the same mm-hmm. sort of money yeah. makers you for know sure. last night time. in Soho was yeah, an interesting movie yeah.
1: the Emma movie was I think you know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. randomly did pretty well I think for that right. you know, split.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and then she's you know she's done the the Bobby Eggs movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and so um, she's really incredibly. She's very talented. She's a very good actor. She has this unique look that I think is is it kind of draws you in. Um, and then she does a great job again of of picking the right movies to do and and the right directors to work with. It's it's impressive. It's very impressive. She's very good. She's very good in this. The just the concept of going essentially head to head with, with Ray Fiennes is such an intimidating, especially, especially Ray Fiennes in this kind of role where he's doing a very creepy, um, unhinged kind of, of of character and performance. Like that has to be, I think if I just walked into a room and Ray Fiennes was sitting there having a, a cup of coffee, I would be intimidated. um, and she's going head to head with him in in a really strong role of his of his own, and 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 holding her. I mean, she's like really, she's the pair to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, it's, yeah. that's an impressive thing to, to oh, pull yeah. off. There are great actors who. That was always something that I was always impressed with with uh, with Daniel Radcliffe um, yeah. in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, is like, great note. I know that we're seeing something different than what he is seeing when he's performing that role because of makeup and and CGI and all this kind of stuff. But like. It's really difficult. It's a really yeah. impressive feat to go toe-to-toe with one of the great actors of his generation and to hold your and own. multiple
1: great actors. You know, Rickman was, yes. you know, Rickman's yes. not a slouch. And, you know, that, right. that whole right. movie is full of incre- people, Um, you know, really old school, theatrically talented actors in mm-hmm. you know, those Harry Potter movies. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm 13. Yeah, it's
0: totally totally so for her to do that too i mean i know she's not 13 like whatever but like she's still a very young actress and to to be able to hold her own um in that setting and and have multiple scenes where it's just him and her Mm -hmm. or it's even maybe i think even harder is like him and her but in the in a room full of people right gosh that's that's really difficult to do and um and she kills it she's great in those
1: those moments no it's a great great point and uh yeah, she's she's, she's really uh, becoming very interesting. That Furiosa role, that's a lot to live up to there with Charlize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole movie, you know, that movie was huge. And then became, you know, a lot of people's number one of the decade. You know, it kind mm-hmm. of had this long mm-hmm. um, leash on it. You know, people have, including myself, I think, appreciate that movie much more than I did in 2015 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think... I kind of came out of it. As, well that was a fun throw right. I remember doing the episode on. It. That was fun. And then you watch it again, and you think about it more, and you kind of go, "Oh, that was actually something a little more than that. It was a really interesting, um, kind of you know thought behind it is more intellectual than I probably gave it credit for in the moment." Blah blah blah. And so, mm-hmm, to have that mm-hmm. be that huge hit, and then have this long tail of critical adoration, and then go and Shirley's Theron, and then now she's like, talk about you know going up against something. Now she's in a George <laughs> Miller movie, and like, you know. Hemsworth with all his charisma coming and all that. It's going to be a really interesting movie. I think for actually for Hemsworth and for her as terms of where their career goes from here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Pumped for that sure. one. All right. Um, you ready to grade this out?
0: Yeah. what do you think of the, the, I mean, oh, I, yeah, guess I guess we I guess should just, just real briefly. Yeah, sure. You should touch on just kind of like, I mean, it's hard to, Yeah, I know. at this point, if you're listening to the episode, you've, you've probably seen the movie, so maybe we don't need to worry about spoilers, but, Um, how did the? I guess how did the 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 whole? Can you call it a twist? I don't know if I would call it a twist. Right. Like the plot development. How did that work for you? Of twenty minutes in. I I mean I'll I'll go I'll go first and then Mm -hmm. but I'm interested in your perspective on this but I I don't really I don't I can't figure out how to phrase this question so I'll just say like I didn't really know what was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Obviously I saw the trailer and could tell that things go poorly, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but wasn't really sure what it was going to turn out to be. And, but like 10 minutes in, you're like, man, there's some bad stuff coming. Like you can feel, you can feel like the tension of that, which I thought was, was done really well. And then to have it all burst through the way it does I think Pretty the quickly most interesting too, part like gets off. Yeah, and going quick. yeah, totally. It's not a third totally. act
1: twist. It's like, okay, this is the world we're living in this whole time. All right.
0: Yes, yes. I I, I really liked that, yeah. and I thought too. Um, I thought Janet McTeer and and her husband or partner whatever mm-hmm. her business partner, whatever it is, was such an interesting addition to this thing because of because I felt like they like they sort of um kept the tension going for a little bit longer because they kept doing this like well this is this is art like he's doing a, a show or whatever and commenting on it in the most douchey way yeah. possible um and it it, it was a just enough for me to be like okay i th- i'm 99% sure that this is like a real thing that is happening like they're killing themselves and everyone in this room is dying by the end of this movie but but it strung me along that 1% kind of strung me along for another 20 or 30 minutes before I was a fully sold on it. And I thought that was such an interesting way to do it instead of, as you mentioned, just going to like kind of holding everything to the third act or whatever until you get to a, a real twist moment. Instead, you have this like, no, this is happening, but there's this 1% of me that's maybe not totally sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought I thought it worked really well. And I thought that the keeping those two characters involved in everything and kind of having them comment quietly through the course of the movie was, was kind of genius. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: I, and you kind of have that initial piece too, which is just good screenwriting where like, she doesn't belong. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she's not who they expected to, to be his get Tyler's guest. Um, and so that kind of sets up, What's going to happen, you know, how is this going to be total, you know, uh, moral murder or, you uh-huh. know, or, um, so that, that's just kind of, and then, you know, obviously that's the reason she's kind of finally let go at the end, uh, escapes at the end. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think all that work, I mean, it's, it, it is very, it kind of, I don't know, it's not really like murder mysteries feeling, but it has that sort of bottle episode mm-hmm. intense, um, You know, and because there's that twist, so whatever plot change so early where you go, oh, we're going in this direction. This is going to be this. Um, It does. It does really get your head the whole time. You're trying to you does start that that guess move, at least in my brain where I'm going, Okay, where's this going now? Where's You know, and it's kind of a fun way to watch. It makes it propulsive and a thriller as opposed to just this interesting drama about um, insane people. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really original, um, really well written. You know, by like the actual like mechanics of of screenwriting, I thought it was really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to the point early. It's a great time. You know, you and I we were like, yeah, hour whatever it is, hour basically, hour forty minutes probably felt like uh-huh. awesome yeah. for this kind of movie. So many people would have made this two twenty for no reason. Um, <laughs> yes, and then, yes. and that, because that too is like, okay, if, Well, I'm spending the, ne- the next two acts guessing that gets annoying after two hours, yes. like you gotta get, you know, you got, okay, we're revealing this early. All right. The clock's ticking. We got an hour now to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wrap this up before everyone starts getting kind of annoyed. So anyway, well, well done totally to the, yeah um, yeah. to the direction of this and the editing was, was great. And it's, and right. also the, I thought the production design was awesome. I love the, the setting.
0: Yes. Same. Like just the house is yeah. cool. Having the, um, the restaurant be such a remote location is, it was, was nice. So it really adds a little bit to the, both the ambiance of the restaurant and then the kind of tension of the whole, the whole movie and the plot and everything. Um, thought that was great. Also just like full on, just put food in your movies, guys. Like food yeah, looks awesome. So hungry. You, and I, know, I wasn't at I a know, good, like, I wasn't
1: at like an Alamo theater. I was at, uh, I, I, I saw this out too. Over Christmas, uh-huh. yeah, and like, yeah, I was at like a Cinemark, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm eating popcorn." Same, no, I mean,
0: staring. Total. At this food. Well, I went that burger at the we, end, dude. We, yes, I know it looks incredible, and and I I genuinely like Lindsay and I went to see this. Uh, we did a double feature. We hadn't done that in a long time, yes. and so we saw this first, and then I think we were seeing, I think we saw a Spirited second, uh-huh. something like whatever. This again, it was like two months ago. But yeah, I walked out and ordered a burger from the from the cinematic bar. I was like, God, that looks so freaking good. And uh and I want I just I need a burger. But yeah, put food in your movies. It's it's the opposite of of adding a kid for no reason. You know, like, oh no, this kid's terrible. Yeah. Food I mean, if it looks good, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's just it's such an additive to to the movie. So yeah, it was awesome. It was good stuff. Cool, man. Well, I'm gonna grade this out.
1: I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go solid A for me what about you
0: yeah same for me it's you know we're we're probably doing our um end of year list next week i would guess and uh and um it's it's in contention for for top 10 of the year for me so um right right at the the edge of that 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 top 10 spot and uh it kind of came out of nowhere so that was cool also american cheese on a burger is good and this movie settles that so it is like that agreed i'm I'm proud to to be right on that Mm -hmm. american cheese has a role it's just not very small role, but this
1: is the role. Right, exactly. Yeah, this is where it belongs. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. And white American on a cheesesteak, not provolone. There's a difference. <laughs> um,
0: cool. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Uh, all right. Do you want to do a weekly recommend or you want to wait for Kent? Yeah, we can do a quick. We can do. All quick. right.
0: Weekly recommends. Brian, wh-
1: wh- what is your weekly recommend?
0: This is a uh, this is for for you and me maybe only bud. Um, Richard's been after me to read this oh, book man. series yeah. for years and years. I feel like, um, and I finally read the first one. It's called The Kill Artist by Daniel Silva. There are how many? 20, no, 20, 23 or something. Like yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's. It's it's the it's an intelligence that we, we Rich and I both we love like, um, uh, like uh, Russian intelligence sort of yeah. stuff and Mossad and and all these that's that's like such an easy sell for me. It's like oh there's a spy cool I'm in. Yeah. um, I'm I'm really I'm really easy to please on that front. But yeah, the 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 spy in this case uh gabrielle Alon is also an art restorer which is a great yeah great cover. great conceit for a character for a character cover like that uh yeah man i really enjoyed it it's 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 really solid i'm gonna i'll probably read you know four or five more of these throughout the course of of the year um There's, but it also it seems like like definitely read the first one first i would yeah. say and then it and you would know better than me because you've read most yeah. of them but like it seems like something you could probably just pick up. Totally. They do a good. There's two of pages of exposition here. of like
1: uh-huh. here's how these yeah. people work together in every one of them and then you're good. Yeah. But yeah. And they they and they're great. Uh, I always say I've learned more about like weirdly like <laughs> um European history and like geography and things like that from these stupid books and I have from like actual <laughs> He just does a really good job. He really researches. He goes over Whether it be the Middle East They kind of jump around Between the Middle East and Europe Um, And it really does They're like Almost travelogues sometimes As he gets As you read more of them You'll see what I mean Like they really Nice Put you in the setting Really well And like he writes that part I mean look These aren't literature I'm not saying that But like they're Mm -hmm. Really fun easy they're like slightly elevated airport books, is the way I would say. Sure, they're a little yeah. smarter than like James Patterson or something, and uh-huh. just with some of the exposition and stuff, and so, and they get better as they go, Brian. Um, so, sweet, um, you'll you'll enjoy you'll enjoy definitely. They kind of jump between, yeah, he's either like so, fighting a terrorist or a Russian oligarch or old nazis and it just rotates through the 3 oh, and it's man. awesome.
0: Well, I can't wait for old nazis. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah. I love fighting old nazis it makes me so happy. Yeah.
1: So you just and it just rotates through them constantly every they just kind of alternate and it's great.
0: Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Really enjoyed the first one. Cool. So
1: yeah, yeah, it's a good it's, it's one of those two where you go this the character is so good. You're like this should be a show or movie. I don't know how they haven't uh-huh. done it yet. You know, it'd be such a I think such a fun part to play and so easy to yeah. just crank out eight episode seasons of that. So like with your eyes
0: closed. Nice. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would, I would enjoy that. It's weird that that hasn't been, yeah.
1: Of all the ones uh, they do adapt. You're this like, point. this one seems right. right. Yeah. I'm sure it's something or like, you know, he sold the rights to like up studio that doesn't exist, but they still, you know, there's always like weird, like legal yeah. reasons why. <laughs> right. Um, right. but it would be very interesting to see for sure. Cool. Well, I'm glad you like it. Um, yeah. I'm gonna recommend I'm a podcast. Idea. Apparently again, there are podcasts out there that are not ours. Wow. Um, but the um, fly on the wall, the Spade Carvey SNL podcast they do. Um, they did like a Chris Farley memorial because of uh, the anniversary. Did you listen to that? No. It's two parts, and it's just people telling Farley stories and stuff. It's really funny, but it's also heartbreaking uh-huh. and all that stuff. So right. that's kind of a, that's a recommend for you and for everybody. I highly, highly recommend nice. it. They did a really good job with it. Awesome.
0: I'll listen to that and just sob. Yeah. My <laughs> Farley stuff breaks me. Man. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about the age that I was probably mm-hmm. when, when he died and stuff, but God, it just it kills me every time. Totally.
1: All right. Well, that wraps up the menu. Really fun movie. Always fun, like we said, when these pop up and surprise us um throughout the year. Can't wait. You know, that's the exciting thing about doing this show, um is we're kind of a abreast of, especially again, thanks to Brian, the movie calendar every year and. We tend to kind of over anticipate just because we're in it, thinking about it, thinking about literally the logistics of when, how we'll see and record and all that. But then every year there's two or three of these that pop up. And that's to me, like, it just it means more in <laughs> a weird way. Because, yeah. like, I'm already thinking about 2024 tent poles, and then a movie like this pops up. Oh, awesome. So. Um, yeah. Great. Well, this was fun. Kent will be back next week. We've got some great stuff going on. Check out the MadAboutMovies.com slash VIP for a bonus episode every week and our Discord and all the good stuff there uh, that we have with uh, Mam Fam just like you. And uh, we'll see you soon at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but
0: I got you pegged. ha